Episode 145 for August 2011. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example for this episode is on Amazing Spider-Man number 671. This is part 5 of Spider Island. And Mary Jane gets spider powers, evidently. Well, the cover price of this book is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Hey there, gang. Welcome back to a special edition of a Crawl Space Podcast. In case you're a geek, Living Under a Rock, the San Diego Comic-Con, was held this past July from the 20th to the 24th. And I had five reporters covering the event for the website. And I thought it'd be a fun show to talk to them about their adventures in San Diego. So let me introduce them. We have Josh Bertoni from the Amazing Spider-Man Classics Podcast. Welcome, Josh. Hey, yeah. We, we actually just got back. You know, it's been, like, weeks. <laughs> and, like, I was wondering, like, why all these, like, rooms were empty. I was like, I got a good spot in line. But, like, wow, you know. Did, like, why, why isn't, like, anyone here, like, Dan or Joe? But... So Brad finally let us come home, because I'm, I'm saying that because you put on the Facebook thing, like, the Crawl Space reporters just got back from San Diego, as if we, like, just got back today. <laughs> as we record this, it's August 5th, so it's been a couple weeks, so. Uh, we've also got John Wilson from the Amazing Spider-Man Classics podcast. Welcome, John. I actually did just get back. Those delays were evil. <laughs> Dude, those layovers. Well, well, you see, the plane crashed, and you were landed on an island. I, I knew I shouldn't have had that bomb on the plane. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and we have Stella from the Crawl Space Podcast and also the BatgirlToracle.com. What's Stella? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Floyd died in San Diego. gotten over it. And then I found out that <laughs> Arthur committed suicide. <laughs> So what, what am I missing? What? What? Who, who died? Floyd the robot. <laughs> who's Who's Floyd the robot? You're Brad by asking us a question on the message. Ooh, Brad, you can actually do that. Oh my! Goodness. This is like an opportunity for you. You should ask us on the message board questions. Who is Floyd? Okay. Who the heck is Floyd? The only, when I think of Floyd, I think of the Electric Mayhem from Muppets. Anyway, uh, we also have Don, our reviewer of The Amazing Spider-Man on the Crawl Space front page, and also uh, he's on The Amazing Spider-Man Classics podcast. Welcome, Don. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to <laughs> talk about uh, San Diego on the premier Spider-Man podcast. There you go. And also, Zach from SpideyDude.com was there, but like his site, he is down. He's not here. So, I'm sorry, Zach, but we said 10. It's 10 15, you're not here. So, he, he, he took a nap. He went to the hotel and took a nap. But anyway, we appreciate this Zach. This is just really representative of the whole San Diego thing to begin with, right? Oh, yeah. Especially the, when we went to see Captain America, because like, he lives like 30 minutes later or whatever. He, he, we don't want to make Zach feel bad on the on the show. Yeah, he, yeah, we want to give Zach a big hug. Aw. Anyway, uh, well, but publicly, no. I want to thank you all for going out to San Diego and covering news for the site and snapping a bunch of pictures of people holding up the crawlspace sign. What was that like? How did you approach people to <laughs> hold up the sign? That the first Make time it. it didn't work. It didn't. Who did you approach the first time? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. When, when uh, Josh Stella and I were like first there on Wednesday. Right. Heading to get our press passes on preview on preview night, uh, we just met these random people, and I think we we figured that they were going to the convention. So we said, "Hey, would you mind taking a picture with this?" And it was a, a right. man and a woman, and the uh, woman was like, "Huh?" And then the man like took her hand, and was like, "No, no, 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 no," and like walked away. <laughs> were they dressed in spider outfits? Who were they? Oh, they're just like ra- I think they were foreign because I I think they didn't speak. I think I heard them talking English, but they were yeah. just. Yeah, that's ran- random foreign people you asked to hold up the crawlspace sign. Don, I thought you were talking about the first like quote unquote celebrity that we asked to hold it that said no. Who was oh. that? Dan Dio. 
But I wasn't. Oh, he? He's the editor of DC, right? Yeah. Yeah, what was his reaction to holding up a Marvel I love the crawl space sign? A very, very polite, or maybe I won't hold it. <laughs> so he just politely declined, huh? It I was like try asking him. I just got a picture with him. I, I did see that. We like we saw him within like a minute of like when we went on when the convention floor opened. He was just there. Like it was funny because Stella, we were like walking in the DC thing, and I saw him. And Stella had her little backpack on, and she was walking away. And I grabbed her by her backpack, <laughs> pulled her back, Ouch. and like that's Dan DiDio. <laughs> Evidently, Josh has bigger balls than I do because I was like DC editor in chief. I'm not going to ask him to hold up the Spider Man sign. Yeah, that's that's I, I, props to was it Josh that did it. That asked him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh asked a lot of a lot of like really, really uh, big celebrities. I asked just like uh, cosplayers mainly, and and, and uh, Dia, we saw like he said, it's like within the first five or ten minutes, like we turn around and like, hey, you want to take a picture? Big fan, big fan. Hold up the Spider Man sign, please. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, let's let's go to uh, the the beginning. Let's start off with how far in advance did you guys have to get tickets and press passes? <laughs> when, when did it start? <laughs> let's talk about that. Wow. When did the press pass registration open? Was that April? Yeah. April of 2010? I we, we talked about – we first had the idea of, of putting this together back in February, I remember, specifically. Yeah. Of, of, yeah. This year, of this year? Yeah. yeah. 2011. yeah. Okay, 2011. Okay. Uh, but by um, that time, of course, all the regular passes are sold out. Okay. Um, so we, wow. We're, wow. We were all depending on getting press passes or, you know, not going. And um, – <laughs> the press pass search was it was an epic drama. Uh, <laughs> but basically, everybody got a press pass with at least with, with some website except for me. But it, luckily, they have this uh, thing where everyone who's asked for a refund ticket, they put all those tickets on sale all at one time. And I was right. sitting there right in front of my laptop waiting for that to go live so I could click the button. <laughs> it. So. Well, a little history. I tried to get as many reporters as I could uh for with the PR folks, so I had I had Zach and I had Stella and I had John lined up for press passes, and Don and uh, Bertoni were lined up with the Batman site, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the Batman universe, Don. Yeah. Okay. So how do you? I mean, so in April, you guys contact like San Diego and you say, "Hey, I want to cover news for a website." Is that what you do, or how do you go about doing that? We we have a magic guy named Dustin that does it for us. <laughs> well, well, how about Stella? And, and John, how did how did you guys go about it? About getting the press pass? Uh-huh. Uh, well, I originally started with Backroll to Oracle, uh, obviously, um, because I just kind of wanted to get my name out there, and I thought, oh, this will be really fun. And so you register, and then they send you an email back. Like, all of it's really computer until the final part where then they, you know, they're personal and they tell you you either got in or you didn't. So you were supposed to basically tell them, who the, I guess, the, the big person on campus is for that website, and then yeah. who you are and what your job is, and then give two articles um, within a certain period of time. I think, like, is it is it within 12 or is it six months? It was... Uh, I think it was 12. Yeah. Okay. And, and then you send that in, and then basically they, they look at it, and, and they look at the website as well and, and look at numbers and see whether or not it's beneficial for them to have you as press there. Oh, and so back okay. to the Oracle, uh, I get, it didn't have the numbers that it needed for the website. And Dustin from the Batman Universe, he thinks that maybe it was because I had just switched from the .blogspot to the actual .net to make it a, a more legitimate site. So that could have been a reason. So I was turned down uh, for back to Oracle. And then I was in a minor state of panic because I had already bought my, my plane tickets. And I was kind of already emotionally invested in going to this trip. Uh, right. So then I, I just got on the Spider-Man crawlspace and, and contacted you. And then I sent in, I guess the first article I sent in for you was the Spider-Man the Musical Review. Oh, and then just you know. before that, I had the idea to write that uh, education, comics and education. And I think right. that really gave it a boost as well. And that wasn't like a BS article because that was really, um, yeah. that was something that was really came out of my, yeah, out of my experience as a teacher. So I think that, you know, plugged it along. So I ended up. Uh, getting in, so that was my experience, anyways. With That's the, cool. With the whole thing, yeah. And John, you weren't so successful. No, I wasn't. Um, what I, happened? Well, they have you um, send in all your written information, like Stella said, and I guess there's some sort of like 
um, triage, and that's how she was able to get a, a refusal on Batman, Batgirl to Oracle so quickly. But since Spider-Man Crawl Space, you know, being a larger site, they saw that and then just sat on them until the actual approval process started or something like that. I don't know. Right. Anyways. It sounds magical. Yeah. <laughs> None of us found out yays or nays until, what was it, three weeks before the actual convention started or a month Three before. or four. It was, it was um, after when the summer really started around June. Stella it, got it, her nay early enough that she was able to, like, redirect – John's nay was late enough that he w- it was too late for him to redirect. So it was really like luck of the draw, unfortunately. And it was after the uh, the hotel cancellation and refund deadline. That was the other thing we had to do was get hotel rooms. Um, they have all these hotels both like right next to the convention and then you know within a couple of miles. And they have this uh, form that you fill out where you say, okay, these are the hotels I'm willing to stay at and this is my priority that I want them to be in. So we looked at the distance versus the cost of all the rooms and we said, okay – uh, we made a list, and uh, I was sitting there before class one day, or maybe it was after class, waiting for the site to go live. And as soon as it went live, I went in there and said, this is what we want. As quickly as I acted, we got our third choice of the hotel. We didn't get first. We didn't get second. Those filled up in seconds, Good and we grief. got our third choice of hotel. How, I mean, how soon do these tickets sell out? <laughs> seconds? Good <laughs> uh, Well, so, whenever... When we were there, because um, Zach and I got our passes Thursday morning instead of Wednesday night, because we got there too, we got there late in the day on Wednesday. Um, when we were waiting in line for our passes, there were people waiting in another line to get passes for next year. Oh my goodness! So next year sold out already? Yeah, they start selling them uh, at the, uh, before the that year's convention ends. Or um, I think there, there's going to be uh, an open purchase date, but I've wow. heard those go out like within an hour. If, so if I wanted to go next year, I would have to get a hotel room, book it now, and then hope I get in as press? Is that what uh, – they, they, they tell you, like, when the hotel rooms open up because that was like – and we, we did not want to get a hotel room far away because last year when I went, I got a hotel room that was like, you know, maybe a 20-minute drive from the convention center. And just at the end of the day, you have to drive back and you have to park – and, like, you have to pay for parking – Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah. and even when the, con- and, and you don't get to park, like, close to the convention center unless you pay, like, $20 a day. If you want to pay $5 for parking, you got to yeah. park, like, a 10-minute walk away. So it's wow. exhausting. So we wanted to, plus rental cars are expensive, so that was one of the yeah, goals this dude. year was to, yeah. was money to was cut costs. Yeah. Don, this was your first experience. What was it like when you first walked up to the, the I guess it's the convention center? What was it like with all the people? Oh, uh, it was – Josh was telling us that it would be a sensory overload, and it really was because it was <laughs> me, him, and Stella. And, like, we – originally, we weren't even going to go to preview night. We were just, just going to chill and hang out. But we decided – Which is on a Thursday, right? Yeah. The, the Wednesday. Really, or Wednesday, Wednesday, I'm sorry. Yeah, Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. The Wednesday night is the preview night, and we were just said, well, let's just uh, get our press passes to get it out of the way. And that was, like, in the afternoon, evening. So we, we went there, and when they opened it up at 6 o'clock – uh, either six, six o'clock or eight o'clock, but it was this huge, like endless, endless, endless place of all these like like comic book imagery and comics, and yeah. all our eyes just got wide, and we went everywhere. And then, like within two seconds, we saw Dan DiDio, and it was incredible. <laughs> well, now when you're talking a, a, a mecca of geek, is it like a hundred thousand people? Is that what the numbers I've I've seen are? Is that accurate or what? How many people in one spot do you think? A sea of people. You can't. I remember in one a line. Sea of geek. <laughs> in one line, uh, the Batman Year One line, me, uh, John, and Josh were in. There was like forty five hundred people in that one line. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the the ballroom where they were playing Batman Year One sat forty five hundred, and that was just one room. Holy cow! Um, it was one of the larger rooms, but there were a whole lot of other rooms. What's yeah. the biggest room? How much can that hold? Hall H. How big is Hall H? Uh, is that the Amazing Spider-Man? Where Amazing Spider-Man that's was? The, yeah, that's a huge one. That's where that's all the, the room. Movie, movie panels are that we didn't get to get that we didn't go to. Now, how how long do people wait in line to see? Like, because you guys weren't able to get into the Amazing Spider-Man room. Cause the way that they have it set up, if we would have seen the Amazing Spider-Man panel, we would have had to have camped out the night before, oh. like the panel, and we would have missed the comic Spider-Man panel. And that's nuts. That's nuts. the 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 way they do it is. Um, if you want to get in on a panel, you can sit on the panels that are earlier. So right. you get in line, you get into the room as soon as they let you, 
And then you're uh-huh. sitting there watching Avatar and, you know, yeah. as Raymond or whatever else they have. John before- and Stella, yeah. John and Stella and Josh were uh, in the panel before the Cup of Joe panel. I was trying to get to them, and I had to wait in this ungodly line. And they were mostly there for Avatar The Last Airbender. And I just barely got to the Cup of Joe panel, and that was on a, I think it was on a Sunday, I think. Or, or no, no, that was on a Saturday. Right. After the panels are over, people, like, get up from their seats and leave. And, like, I was trying to get, like, front row seats for Cup of Joe for uh, myself and Stella because me and Stella were, like, camped out in the room that morning. And literally, I was in the front row center. These people stood up. And the second that they stood up, the people in the second row took their backpacks off in a split second and put their backpacks on the seat in front. Wow, that's nuts. And they didn't even care about Cup of Joe. Like, this girl (laughs) sat down next to me. So she's like, so who's Joe Casada? And I said, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I said, why are you here? Stella, talk about about your first experience at San Diego. What was it like for you? Um, Well, coming into this, I I had originally spoken with Josh about this in October, just kind of throwing out the idea, like, I wonder what it would be like, you know, San Diego. And then I thought, oh, this is too much of a financial investment. But it ended up, you know, them being very helpful. I I ended up uh, being able to come and... Um, so I thought this is probably a once in a lifetime experience. I won't be coming back. But even Wednesday night, there's just this aura about the place that everything changes when you go in there. And mm-hmm. so I definitely, I definitely believe I'm coming back. And and Sweet. you know what made the experience great was not only the actual, you know, uh, the panels and meeting people, meeting people, and 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 having interviews, but also like the fellowship. I love to say fellowship. <laughs> the fellowship that I had with these guys. And and something that I learned really quickly is that there's a learning curve to going to these conventions because I wanted to go to a covert affairs uh, panel, which is a, a show on USA. And it, Gal, Gal Coyote Ugly, right? Yes. And yeah. it was in Ballroom 20. And I think it was – it started at 11 – 11.15, I think, and it was 10.45, and I thought, oh, 30 minutes, I'll be able to get in, it'll be fine. So I go on this line, and there's somebody next to me that wants to go to the Game of Thrones panel, which is at 3 p.m., and so I realized that if you want to go to any of the TV show panels, you need to get in line at least three hours, wow. and then any of the other like comic panels, like the bigger ones, or even Avatar, you have to be in line at least an hour in advance. How boring is that? Waiting in line for three hours? My yep. gosh. Well, you can, I guess, strike up conversations. I mean, and, and <laughs> we were for the most – yeah, it's very true. I mean, there were some panels that we were separate and everything, but then there, I think there were a lot of panels where there was at least two of us there. So, I mean, at least you had kind of a comrade to keep you company. But well, what, what is the longest you waited in line for something, and what was it? Oh, God. What do you um, – That man, you're it, one? That probably well, I I was lucky in that. Well, I was at that point. You we guys you were in line. <laughs> oh man, you guys were in line. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk about Arkham City too. Uh, they were in line for Arkham Year One when I was with Dustin interviewing Kurt <laughs> Ward, Adam West, and Julie Newmar, and then uh-huh. I found them and kind of skipped a lot of places. But gotcha. I guess an hour, an hour and a half was probably the longest. So like a DC-52 panel probably was a pretty long wait that I had to... How about the spider panel for those comics? That wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. We were... Oh, I, that was were easy because, yeah, you were all there, and they kept right. slowly moving up to the front, which is nice. So if you stay in one room the entire time, you kind of just, like, move up. And I was somewhere else and, and got in, and they had a seat for me. So it's really nice to have a buddy because I think the buddy system really works because they can potentially get you a seat if there aren't, like, really crazy Nazis telling you to not take seats. <laughs> but yeah, but it cool works. Thing. It works. The cool thing about the Marvel and DC Comics panels is that they're all in one room. Yeah. And so if you get in, like, at the 10 o'clock panel, um, it's it's only half full. It's really easy to get into that first panel of the day. So I would right. go in and, you know, listen to, you know, people talking to uh, David, not David Lynch, because he makes Twin Peaks, but um, David Finch, I think his name is. David um, Fincher from Fight Club? No. <laughs> Okay. But he'd be sitting there talking about, you know... Um, oh, David Finch, the comic book artist. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he had the first panel of the day one day. It was just, you know, basically a one-on-one Q&A with him. And I, I went in there and he was talking about how he, he realizes now how much he can't write. And he's so glad to have a writer on the Batman book with him now. And uh, kind of embarrassing himself, actually. But um, I was able to get in on that and then just stay in the room all day 
and listen to DC 52 stuff, listen to Spider-Man stuff, uh, and just get better seats with each hour. That's cool. So, John, talk about your first experience walking into the building. Like, was it sensory overload, like everybody else said? Um, actually, I went a different route than everybody else did because they got in on Wednesday, and um, I didn't even land until like five thirty, six thirty, something like that on Wednesday. So they already had their passes. Um, because my pass was of a different nature, I had to go to a different building, and those lines were already so long, they were no longer letting anybody else into the building to get the get the passes that night. So I got mine the next morning, um, and it was okay. We had a hotel that was right at a mile from the convention. So a brisk walk, it took us 10 or 15 minutes to get to the hotel. Okay. I'm sorry, to get, yeah, from the hotel to the convention. From right. the front door of the convention, where the head of the line was to get passes that day, Zach and I start walking along the length of the line. It took us 10 or 15 minutes at a brisk walk to get to the back of the line. <laughs> To get to the back of the line, you're not even in the building. Nope. So we're at the back of the line, um, like on the harbor, you know, looking <laughs> at the ocean. <laughs> and, next, you're gonna uh, tell me you had to swim next. I mean, <laughs> but you know, once the line started moving, it was pretty brisk. Uh, it, it it took a while, of course, because there were literally thousands of people waiting to get their passes that morning. And so by the time I got my pass. I was upstairs on the floor with all of the panels, and um, I just went ahead and went to my first panel and sat down and listened to some uh, some DC talk because I'm kind of excited about the new 52 stuff they're doing. Um, so I didn't actually get down to the hall where everything was sensory overload until that night. Uh, but it was. You go into there, and it's this massive place. I mean, I the biggest mansions of houses don't have as much square footage as this hall did and it's just booth after booth and the ceilings are so high and there are these banners hanging down all over the place so you can kind of see where you're trying to go from a little ways away but still it's just so much and whenever it's the middle of the day on friday or saturday and there are all these people and the walking dead zombies are out and it's just (laughs) it's really a mass of people Wow. Uh, and you're just really, really trying not to touch any partially clad garments of cosplayers walking by. Because <laughs> you're really pressed in that close to them. Wow. Well, that's a perk. And uh, it is... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it is really large. It, you know, when you talk... You know, that's what she said. It, when you hear John <laughs> talk about it. Uh, but well, it's funny because... Well, talking about the partially clad cosplayers but go ahead no the actual center but the size of the center is actually the reason why they're thinking about um moving if they don't expand it because they actually are thinking about moving the san diego comic-con to either anaheim or las vegas oh really yeah i've heard that too is it essentially like getting into like a football stadium is that kind of like it's bigger like a concert like a concert where it's like like mega shoulder to shoulder yeah wow See, I hate crowds, so that's one thing I fear of when I if I go out there. We get lost immediately from each other on on yeah. preview night <laughs> Be, yeah. because uh, Stella, Stella, Josh, and I were there, and then after about twenty minutes, John and Zach had arrived. And they needed us to get to get into the hotel rooms, so we had to find each other. And um, Stella <laughs> is a, a little short, so like we tried to find her, <laughs> and we tried to like call each other, and we had that put our phones on vibrate so we could feel our phones because we couldn't hear them. And mm. it was, it took us a long time to actually find each other and then get back. I know Zach and John were uh, uh, slightly irritated because very they, pleased. they thought we were ditching them <laughs> for the convention. Very, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the first night had a few, had a few problems with getting into the hotel and stuff, but that's not really need to go into that. But yeah, there, there, there are a few difficulties, but once right. we all got together, it was, it was great. And Josh, this was, was this your second year going? Did, yes, this was my second year. Okay, talk a bit about what's different about the. Well, you can talk about compare the two. What was it like your first time uh, going there and your second time? Has anything changed or? Um, company. I mean, I had I had a uh, Dustin and Apple from the Batman universe like last time, but like you know we didn't like uh, we didn't do anything like after the convention with them like last year. Like I was mostly aside from you know uh, the DC and Batman stuff on my own and. 
It was, I learned from some mistakes from last year, which was not renting a car because it was a needless expense, and it just added so many steps, because at the end of the day, when you're tired, you have to walk back to your rental car, then drive back to the hotel, pay for parking, it was just so, um, and like I said, it was like really better to have everyone, and like, uh, a lot of the fun was, you know, at the end of the convention, after the hotel, we would just like stay up all night in the, you know, in the hotel room, like, goofing off, making a... Doing live poetry readings. Oh, uh, good lord! Which, uh, <laughs> which Stella alluded to earlier. You'll hear more about that later. Well, well, when you went uh, in 2010, what was your first reaction when you walked in, or when you went to the mecca? Like I, like I said to Don, it, it was sensory overload. I had to like right. go outside for a second just to like take it all in because it was. I'm very, very, like, I need to experience, like, the whole thing. Like, I, I never want to miss anything. So, like, seeing the whole big room, it was in the crowds and, the and like, just all these creators who I wanted to meet and get pictures with. And uh-huh. your, mind, your mind just starts racing because, like, I'm always, like, yeah. trying to, like, I'm always trying to plan the next move and, like, plan, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, where's this person going to be and should I talk to this person and... <laughs> which they would still be able to attest to. I almost got, like, you know, beat up by the cops, I guess, at one point. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Wow. And by shield agents. Oh, by shield agents. Nice. Very good. If you got to get beat up, I mean, Agent Coulson. That is one of my best memories. I mean, there were some really, really good memories, but we yeah, got, I have we got, story we got stories about that dog. before it's all over. Wow. Um, look, before we get into those, let's talk about um, what's it like, because we've been friends for years, and what's it like to actually meet these people in person that you can you have a voice to you have a Facebook picture? What's it like to meet someone in person that you talk to online so long? More erotic. I was very let down. More erotic. What? <laughs> wow. I, I, I was very let down. I was disappointed. I had these high expectations of you know like you know Zach's dashing Zach's dashing good looks. You know Stella's you know Amazonian body. You know. <laughs> Jack like voice and like you know and and I told you those pictures I sent you weren't me, Josh. And John just didn't have any hair. You know, John was bald, so it was like it was very disappointing. I almost wanted to like, you know, get back on the plane, but no, I I, I kid. I kid. <laughs> well what about the rest of you? I mean, is it is it pretty much you just well, still like I, you're um, like you're talking in person? I mean, is it you don't miss a beat? Is it just the same? the coolest thing was was uh, right from the get go, because I live in Nashville, Tennessee. So I was getting on the plane, and I was just looking for a place to sit. So I'm, my head's, like, going left and right, left and right, and I see this girl looking at me. And literally my thought was, huh, she kind of looks like Stella. And then I did a double take, <laughs> and I said, are you who I think you are? And she's like, yes, I am. And so we got to sit next to each other uh, for the plane ride to San Diego. That was really cool. Really? I didn't know yep. that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, for me, anyways, I was concerned just because you do have this relationship with, you know, yeah. other people, but it's, you know, it's voice. You've never met each other, so it's like, oh, is this uh, kind of going to be awkward? And, and knowing what I know about my interactions with Kevin, like the first time I met Kevin, it was awkward, and then the second time I met him, it was it was much more laid back. I thought, well, this, uh, this may be awkward, but since we're going to be there for five days, I think it'll get better. And I think we were very open to begin with, Like I, but I think I was more reserved. I think the guys will attest to this. I was more reserved, and then Friday was kind of like the day that um, I guess the dam broke loose. Like I was more open, and and I I think there was like a much better connection between all of us. But you know, yeah. I we never had any arguments. It was just really great to be around uh, these guys, and that's like when everyone started leaving. Like it was really depressing. Oh. And Did you cry? Was, Did you cry? Well, so don't do this, Brad. Josh, Josh is, well, the first person to leave is Zach. Then it's, you know, me, Josh, and Don. Well, John and left before like everybody else. off as long as possible to leave. Right. So Don and I are pretty close, and we were kind of close for Don. Yeah. Don and I uh, end up leaving Josh on the side of the road. And <laughs> and then Don, you know, he got through this check-in, and he said, you know, I think it's I have to go because he was – almost going to be late so you know i gave him a hug and then i started i started tearing up and i had oh. to like do some breathing techniques so i wouldn't cry <laughs> and i felt really bad because i was still checking in and i didn't know what the oh. world was thinking that i had like tears in my eyes but it was just 
it was so emotionally overwhelming. And then getting back to to good old Virginia, I was just like really depressed. You know, you have that oh. pit in your stomach. So it was I don't know. It was such a great experience, and yeah. and really, you know, fifty percent of that was definitely just just hanging out and fellowship. Yeah. With these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about John? What did you think? What is it? Just like uh, you don't miss a beat. Um, I, I think with with Josh and Don, there was there was uh, maybe a very small beat missed, but I, I felt like um, things were on track pretty quickly. Uh, um, Stella and I had only had a handful of conversations before, and so just getting to talk to her and getting to know her was was great. Um, uh, uh, Josh, Don, Zach, and Stella. She was the one I just spoken to the least, but, um, but yeah, by, you know, by the end of the day, Thursday, after we had all done our different things all day Thursday in the different panels, um, it was, we all came back together and it was gold. Um, we had a great evening Thursday night. We went out to dinner. We got pissed off at the service and like, uh, we had to hold Bertone back. He was going for his gun. Yeah. And, um, oh, gosh. <laughs> you would not believe how long it takes these people to make pizzas in San Diego. And they charge right. for bathrooms and Wendy's. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the podcast. Have... You got to pay to pee? Okay. Yeah, you had to pay yeah. to pee. Yep. Whoa, who's that? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of pee. Oh. Zach is on the line, only 43 minutes late to the podcast. Welcome, sir. Yeah, it's good to be here. I had internet what issues. happened? I had internet issues. My Ethernet cable wasn't working. And, oh. Yeah. Anyway, you had to pay to pee. Where were we? We were uh, coming back from, from the con- convention, and on the way to our hotel was a Wendy's. And um, I'm like, okay, I, I got to use the bathroom real quick. So I go in there, and I go through the door, and, like, the door won't open. Then I look down, and I see, like, a little, like, bubblegum slot. And Excuse me? <laughs> like, like, you know, like, like, the, like the quarter bubblegum machine. Oh, I thought that's where you pee. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> it, was, it was like a Chuck E. Cheese. It didn't take quarters. It took fucking tokens. Oh yeah, my goodness. yeah, you had, to, you had to get a good token from the front. And now, wait a minute, wait a minute. now if I if I brought a frosty, do I have to pay to pee? Well, the thing is, is that like I I started dancing at this point because I really got to go, and I go, <laughs> you got to pay to use the, the stinking bathroom, and then Josh like turns into the Hulk, like this is not acceptable, and then John goes, <laughs> Hulk smash bathroom. <laughs> John asked them like like cause I, I put a quarter in there, and the door still wouldn't open, so they were stealing from me. So. <laughs> So you had to pay for a token. I I I, I think I, that was the thing. It was it, it sucked. Wow. Yeah, that was the biggest. I think, I think part of that is that there's a significant number of of, of homeless in downtown San Diego. So yeah. I imagine that's why you have to pay to pee just to keep you know random riffraff from coming in. Um, which you know you could say what you want to about that, but but yeah, it was it was an interesting experience because whenever I think of pay bathrooms, I think of Europe and the Middle East and stuff. It's awful. Well, Zach, we're talking about what it was like to meet these people that you've been friends with for years. What was it like to meet them in person? Well, it was an it was an enjoyable <laughs> experience. It really was. I mean, um, did they live up to everything? You, was there any anything off about them that you your didn't hopes know? and dreams? Um, Stella has like really exaggerated facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that though. Yeah. Um, but and, in a good way. and she's a lot shorter than I thought she was going to be. Even though I wow. knew she was five one, um, I didn't register with me until I actually saw her. But she's very petite and very cute, and it's, it's good. Okay, it's not a bad thing. What about uh, Don and Josh and jo- uh, Josh? Don was taller than I thought he would be. Okay. Um, it, I mean, is there besides the physical? Is there stuff that happens in person that you miss through the voice? Um, mannerisms, definitely okay. mannerisms. Uh, we, spank, Josh, we spank each other's ass a lot during the show. Whoa, trip. whoa, well, in Whoa, hey now, family uh, show. No, <laughs> <laughs> no Josh. Um, it, as awesome as it is to talk to him on 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 Skype and everything, it's even better to talk to him in person because he gets very animated. <laughs> yeah, he, I guess he, you do miss that if just on voice. Exactly, and and. and I talk with my hands, but for some reason this trip I didn't do so much. I, whenever I get a little bit more comfortable with people and like people I've known for years, they they make fun of me because I do talk with my hands. Like I'm okay. actually doing hand gestures now, but you can't see me. Um, John, I thought John was going to be taller. Honestly, <laughs> you really and your height thing. Man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, no, John. I'm five eleven. I'm not short. I know. 
I know you're yeah. not short, but I thought you were like over six foot, so that's why. I, yeah, whatever. Anyway, Zach, Zach, we also talked about what it was like since this was your first time going there. What was your first experience, or what was it like when you uh, <laughs> came to the the mecca of geek? Um. In my head, I had an old Rodney Carrington bit where he's talking about uh, going to the booby trap, and I won't go into uh, further specifics other than the one thing that went through my head was, Oh, whoa! There it is, Johnny! We found it! <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was, it was I mean, yeah. see, the funny thing is, and, and I... I had mentioned this to the guys, but uh, the first day, like Thursday, I'm walking around and I'm going, where the hell are the damn panels? And I'm all walking all around the convention floor and I'm Sounds walking like around. like you and John can't find the front door. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> Yes, you're, uh, you heard about my my uh, long wait with John to realize yeah, no that doubt. I was in the wrong line. Oh, no, he didn't tell me that. Mm-mm. Poor, poor Don's over there in the wrong line trying to pee. I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, I. Uh, what happened was J- John and I left later than everybody else. So um, this, little, you know, this lady's like passes over there, and we're thinking, oh, the line's not that long. And then we go all the way to the marina, around the marina, and we realized that we weren't even at the end of the line. We were at the beginning of the end of the line. We I, we waited what an hour, John? Probably. Uh, no. Um. <laughs> we got down there about eight o'clock. That's right. Didn't we? I thought it was closer what? to nine. Wednesday, okay. Wednesday, or Thursday. Come on, Wednesday, right? This Thursday, is, this is Thursday. Okay. Okay. Well, talk talk a bit about um, the the first cosplayer you guys all saw, and mm. wh- who were they dressed as? Feel free. The first people I saw were uh, the current Robin and uh, Cassandra Kane Black Bat. I saw those on Wednesday, and then Thursday I saw like a lot more Marvel characters. Okay, Stella, who was the first cosplayer you saw? Oh gosh, it was probably somebody in line. I, I don't. There were so many. I don't know if I've really. Was there know, one that stuck out in your mind? Like, I mean, oh, definitely Iron Fist, because that was like the only one I saw, and that that okay. just really excited me. And there were some really good costumes, um, but then there were some really like scandalous ones that. And then there are ones that, and John can attest to this as well, that um, people should not have been wearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like fat fat or, power girls or something? No, well, there was a fat Batman that uh, his hair was so long it was coming out of his cowl. Oh, yeah. He looked like a cross between Batman and comic book guy. It was kind of sad. Stella, what's an example of a poor cosplayer? A, um, One that you just say the costume was wrong. Wasn't there a guy that, like, loaded up his pants with, like, he purposely put, like, a box in there or there, something? There was, there, was a, there, was a, there was a Red Ranger Power Ranger who had, like, a, like a, a styrofoam brick in his in his bulge or something like that. It was weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's weird. There was also the unfortunate Scarlet Spider bulge, but it wasn't the same guys we've looked at before. Oh. Well, not, that was a good costume, too. Yeah, it was. It was a yeah. very good costume. I saw that picture, yeah. Zach, anyone that sticks out in your mind? Um, Whenever... I walked in and I went. I beelined to the Marvel booth because I saw the Avengers and I was like, "Ooh, yay!" And shiny <laughs> thing. And so I beelined over there and I saw a Rogue and Emma Frost and a Miss um, Marvel. And they were all huddled together. They were in line. I didn't realize that Chris Evans was signing. Otherwise, I would have gotten a ticket and gotten something signed. Cool. But um, yeah, I, after I took pictures of the Captain America. A costume which I sent to you, which that I guess that locker is actually going to be in Avengers. That's actually the actual locker that's in the Avengers movie, cool. um, from the set. Uh, but yeah, that was the first cosplayers that I saw when I immediately walked in. And then I think on uh, Friday, I, me and John walked. It was yeah, me and John walked in. I found John, and there's the one with him and uh, Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, nice. John, talk about your first cosplayers you saw. Um, the first one that I saw in the actual uh, convention was a Dove cosplayer. She uh-huh. asked a question at the DC panel about uh, what Flashpoint was about because she only reads costumes. I'm sorry, she only reads comics that her boyfriend leaves in the bathroom. Oh, and uh, so she gross. would find some way to get him to buy. What a it, so he would way to read comics. I mean, yeah. But the first, <laughs> the first cosplayer I saw, I was over at preview night. I was outside. Um, with uh, just, you know, first meetup with Josh and 
Don and, and Stella, and this Snow White walked by. Yes, I remember I, you telling me about this. It, it, but imagine the big poofy dress of Snow White was cut off below the hips. Oh like, yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, it's like some <laughs> some a tutu and a mini skirt. It was just you know kind of poofy, but only as long as a mini skirt. And I think her Snow White corset was also like a midriff piece. Uh, I can't I can't visualize that specifically. She was anyways, Snow White from like the um, Grim Fairy Tales comic book. Yeah, sexy Snow White. And okay. We saw a Batgirl that wasn't like actually a Batgirl costume, but a, a Batgirl themed um, show my stuff suit. And, uh, <laughs> the ones you can get online. Are you talking about that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those costumes. Yeah, that. I had a girl that I knew that dressed like that one uh, year. A uh, hoochie bat. Okay. Hoochie bat. So, um, Who was yeah, your favorite were... of the ones you saw? Okay. Uh, as much as I like the uh, the really you know nice looking girls and the nice looking costumes. Uh-huh. My favorite costume was this guy who was a mixture between Wolverine and Boba Fett. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, seen we, a picture of that. It's a very cool costume. Yeah. Yeah, we, we me and John were actually walking down, and uh, we got a picture of Wolva Fett. Wolva Fett. Wolva Fett. Or Tony, what about your favorite cosplayers, or who did you first see? Well... I don't remember who I first saw this year, but I remember last year, the first one that I saw, because, like, it was, like, a big deal for me, the first uh, cosplayer, like, that I saw, like, when I was walking from the paid parking area, God, I hated that, was this Fry and Bender, and, like, I took pictures of them, put on my Facebook, that's awesome, the first cosplayers, and... This year, when we were, like, looking for a restaurant, I saw the same fry, and, like, I stopped him and was like, oh, my God, I saw you last year, and, like, he, I, did he remember me? I don't remember. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he was very hyper. Yeah, he was, he was very excited. He was very excited to be noticed. Yeah, and, like, that was that cool. Was, um, that was the restaurant where you, you almost hulked out and, like, took out two waitresses, and it was... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I hoped out a lot that weekend. Like that was that was something that people learned about me is that I'm not a happy consumer when um I, when I'm not satisfied. <laughs> I get very very uh I get very well. Anyway, there was a Stephanie Brown Batgirl who like she was very very sad. I think she knew she was being retconned or something because like <laughs> I like, every time I I saw her a few times during the convention and she just always had this like Daria you know face on her you know like right. I, I I took a picture she didn't even smile it was like. Man, you're yeah, nothing like, like the real Stephanie Brown. Is that the girl yeah. who asked all the questions of the con, or a different no, Stephanie? No, it's a different one. Different yeah. one. Well, since this is a Spider-Man podcast, talk, was there any obscure Spider-Man people there? Oh! Waiting okay. for Batman Year One? Right. Freaking Scarlet Spider in all his glory. Was it was a really talk. There. And I wasn't there for it, because I said, oh, I'm going to take a nap. Cause I, in, I mean, I'm not... in one of your pictures, I saw there was Silver Sable. This was. Yeah. Any anybody else? Was it, anybody go as Aunt May? Hell no. <laughs> no. Um, I, I was there was a this. black cat. We, we didn't look in the bedrooms. There's like three. There's like there was like three black cats, Bertoni, that I saw. Oh, there was a um. I, I, when I went to uh, try to see the Marvel versus Capcom panel and didn't get in, I was on my way out, and then the line was a battle damaged Spider Man, which I thought was oh, pretty. I've cool. seen your picture there. Yeah, that looks good. Uh, there was a McFarlane Spider Man that was running around that had a web sack. It was really cool. <laughs> You mean backpack. like a web backpack? Yeah, the web okay. backpack. Better mean, you better mean that. I told saw... the web stack, Brad, get your mind out of the <laughs> Now, when you knew it was McFarlane, did he have the giant uh, yeah, eyes? very much McFarlane eyes. McFarlane eyes. And whenever he walked, you could hear doom, 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 doom in the background. <laughs> yeah, I, bought, uh, I bought the Grace, the Great Power, Great Responsibility book, like number five, and they had they had Torment in there. I think I saw, Josh, it was, I think, in one of your pictures, wasn't there a kingpin? Um, there was a Kingpin toy. Oh, there was a Kingpin guy at the Marvel Animation uh, thing. When I was trying to meet uh, Stella and Josh, I ran to him and took a picture of him. It was pretty cool. <laughs> the big Kingpin guy. We're looking All at right. toys, and we saw like a little Kingpin toy. Me and Don got excited, and there's like a picture of me with the Kingpin toy on my I shoulder. That. I saw that. Now describe the spider panel. You got that? Uh, I guess <laughs> who, was, who was on the panel? It was Steve Wacker. Um, we had Zeb Wells, Stephen Wacker, Axel Alonzo, Rick Remender, Mark uh, Mark Greg Rucka. Sure Rich, isn't it Rich, John? It's Rick. I think. <laughs> it's Rick. I got a lot. <laughs> yeah, he kept going at Rich. Uh, we did not and have Dan Slott. And Dan Rick, Slott loves, Rick loves Spider-Man Crawl Space the most. He, he showed it. <laughs> yeah. He really loves it. 
He took the I love the crawl space sign and put it over his short box. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, from what I gather from you guys, the panel was not very interesting. There wasn't there. There was not much. There was um, not much Spider-Man stuff. I will say that it was all Daredevil and Punisher, right? It was. It was the was the one panel where like all five of us from the crawl space were like there, and we were there like front row, center seat because we were like we're getting this some bitch. So like we all (laughs) we were all like there. Josh had like the his laptop out like like um like getting note for note, and it was that was cool. But the actual content that they were talking about wasn't interesting. They They talked a lot about the Spider Island tie-ins and spent a lot of time talking about Spider Island. Which is only lasting a couple of months, and they said nothing about what's coming after. Last year, you know, they last year that was when they announced that brand new day was ending. They announced, you know, origin of the species. They announced big time. They announced that Peter was getting a job. They announced the Osborne miniseries. They announced the new Spider Girl minis. Uh, well, not miniseries, but the new Spider Girl ongoing series or Aranya Girl, whatever you know people are calling and her. Hobgoblin. Yeah, they announced the new Hobgoblin. They announced the suits. They 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 announced so much, like miniseries and like you know, slot was there. Like there was news coming out the Yin Yang last year. This year, Spider Island hashtag you know is getting promoted in all like all get out all over the place. And San Diego, and this is what I what I kept on telling everyone. Like I think that it was a big failure that they did not have slot there to promote Spider Island hashtag because it's just that. That's the current storyline. It's the one that they're trying to push, and they can't even get the writer, the San Diego, like the biggest convention. To and now, now slots, you know, was doing signings and stuff that day. Like he was scheduled doing things, and he was promoting it elsewhere. And they had him do a video where, like, in this video, like yeah. I think before the the cameras like hit play, they injected him with like you know adrenaline and said, "All right, Spider <laughs> Island hashtag go." And like <laughs> he was really excited. Like, but, uh, yeah, you guys he, are calling was, this this. Uh, event spider island hashtag because there's a twitter hashtag after it oh, there's yeah. a twitter hashtag after it's like in <laughs> six different places in the daily Hugo book and in every place that i see it advertised that's what they call it so that's what yeah and, and how long is spider island going is it going until it's eight parts it, that is it, so it's, eight eight it's months a six, it's a six part story it's a six part so story six yeah. months of amazing spider-man like, no, three, three months prologue, the three prologue, months and the prologue Everything that they announced was stuff that had already been announced, with, like, a few exceptions. Like, I didn't know about the I Love New York one-shots, where, like, there's going to be a cat that has Spider-Man powers. <laughs> I thought the reality show that you one. Oh, and, 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 and the burning hoodie, which we'll get to later, but otherwise, yeah, like... The cover with Peter and Mary Jane was pretty cool, but that wasn't really, like, any new... Well, well they, there, they, there they, are they, some they, good-looking Mary Jane covers coming down. True. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and, Brad, one thing you'll notice if you... When you get... Um, 666 you'll notice that uh there's a little spider it looks like the back is the back uh, the spider on his back and there's only one little leg and it's the prelude so i'm sure when part one comes out that'll be the other because he actually dan slot actually made a mention that it's a total of eight parts like a spider's legs ha ha uh, good grief stella your reaction from the panel the spider panel under underwhelming yeah, I mean, nothing was released, basically, I, I didn't think. Um, you know, something was teased of Iron Fist, that was kind of exciting, but, yeah. I mean, huh? basically, I could have looked at solicitations and, and got the same amount of information. Mm-hmm. Why was it such a missed opportunity? I mean, why, did they, well, are they holding back? What it, was, it was it was titled the Spider, the Avenging Spider panel, I think. But Spider-Man. they talked about Spider-Man for like 15 minutes, and then they talked about Daredevil and Punisher with Wade and Rucka, and it's like, I guess this wasn't really a Spider-Man panel. I mean, most of the stuff we got was like from the Q&A panel where Zach was publicly humiliated. <laughs> they did we, we talk did a little bit about the Avenging Spider-Man. We did forget to mention that Aruna Singh, I hope I'm saying his last name right, was there. Uh, okay. We'd be very remiss if we didn't mention him, because he's done a lot to help out. Now, at one point, uh, somebody said the worst character. Josh, you yelled Betty Brand. Tell me how that went. What happened? Well, I don't even remember how, like, that happened. But I think they were talking about Punisher or something. And Wacker just, like, says, you know, like, yeah, you know, I don't know who the worst Marvel character is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You yelled Betty Brand, yes. Oh, there's there's, there's a follow-up to that. Go ahead. Should should we get get into it, or is it a tease? No, go ahead. Oh, well, let's like, make let's make that a tease. On what? Well, uh, uh, there's one point where Wacker tell Wacker tells Josh Bertoni, I don't understand why people don't like Betty Brant. Uh, to be continued. <laughs> to be continued where? 
Yeah. In, in the in, slot interview, in the, in the uh, Wacker interview. Oh, the Wacker interview episode. Oh, let me talk about the Wacker interview, or... Oh, are, you mean a future, we have a future podcast where you interviewed Wacker. Wait, yes. That we're going to... Yeah, gonna, it's in, it's in the... Okay, he gave us cookies! He gave you... They're, they're, they're not poison so far. He and he told you nookies? to get in the van. No, uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Zach, you got up and asked a question. Uh, tell me how that went. Uh, not poorly. pretty good. It went pretty poorly. Uh, I have well. initially, and I want to say this because uh, I, I know people really don't believe me. I actually had two questions, but I was really, I, I, in other panels, I kind of seen people that were kind of a, they would they would get annoyed when you would ask more than one question. So, yeah. um, I asked, "Are we getting Ben Riley back?" And <clears throat> I also made mention that I was the quote unquote only clone fan in the room. That's joke. Because I knew that Joshua Lappin Bertoni and Donovan Morgan Grant were in the room with me, and you know, uh, so you were just making a joke. It's I cool. was making a joke. It, it wasn't a yeah. great joke, but it was a bad joke. Anyway, so yeah. I get up there and I, and I ask, "Are we getting Ben Riley back?" And, and Wacker says, "No, flatly." That's it. He he it, doesn't well, elaborate. No. Just a one word. Answer of he, no. He exactly. Like four beats, and then started elaborate. I was starting to walk. I was like, oh, okay. Which actually confused some of the live bloggers because there's there was actually an argument on CBR where like, well, Wacker just told the fan flatly no, and then another person said no. Wacker told the fan this, and then like quoted it back at them, and it's like he actually did both. He did both. Um, so did that, he elaborate at all? He did elaborate. Yeah. yeah. He, okay. Uh, what did he, he say? said that he, he said hell no. <laughs> No, he said he felt like get this boy off the stage. Uh, yeah. The the stories with Ben Riley had already been told, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, that it, it, you know he'd already had a good run and, and whatnot. But then he started being Stephen Wacker. He says, "Well, we may bring him back. Well, we may not. Well, we bring him back. Well, we may not." And, I, and you know, I was just, I was just torn. To torment the one fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I was I'm torn because I wanted to ask a follow up question, and, and then okay. naturally, my follow up question. Security was, carried you away. <laughs> no, not he grabbed, grabbed by the hoodie and escorted you out of the room. My impression Anybody... of his response was that there are no plans for Ben. They don't feel like there's a story there, but he's not going to say it's impossible for someone to bring him a good story that involves Ben. Yes. Okay. I would agree. Thank you for putting Any, it so much. Anybody, me. anybody else ask a question? Get up to the microphone. Oh, I did. Okay, Don, what would you ask? I uh, went there and, and, and um, said uh, – what I said was, you know, they've been saying I, – I asked that since big time – They've been pushing that Peter Parker is assertive. He has a high-paying job. He's successful as a superhero. He's on all these teams. So I asked, okay, Spider Island. All these characters have spider powers. All you know. So is Peter going to like take a role as a as sort of a leader and be really assertive towards this? And are people going to look at him to find out what what to do? And essentially, the the answer I, I got gave me the impression that well, no. But I but Wacker said that um. There's one issue where he's like apparently staring to the sunlight or something, but it, it, it was it was sort of a non-answer. He he said that there there is a point where Peter Parker will be heroic. He's a superhero. He should be heroic. <laughs> well, he, 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 he what Becker was saying was that he's going to have his big heroic moment. Here I am. I'm I'm Spider-Man type thing. Rocky like a hurricane. hurricane. Oh, jinx! Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I've known you too long, Bradley. I guess so. I guess so. Um, so basically, we 15 minutes of Spider Talk, 15 of Punisher, 15 of Daredevil, and then hey guys, I gotta go. Then they put the burning hoodie image up on the screen. Is that there was, I, was at one point there was like oh before we leave here you go and then like there was a burning. Then hoodie. they walk off. No 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 it was it was his exact words were. Um, what was the moderator's name, Bertoni? Arun. Arun. He he looks over at Steve and he goes, uh, Steve, I know what you just said about Ben Riley, but what's up with this? And then boom, yeah. it's enter, and then it pops up on the screen, and I about had a freaking. And do then they walk off the panel? That was they, the way. They no, did. that's not. I mean, it, it's kind of like after a play where like the, they'll stay and like sign things and like chit chat for a little while. They don't like rush off stage except for like the big celebrity panels. Okay. So the, the what does the crowd do? They go whoa or what? What they do? We scrambled out of our seats. pictures. I put I, on the live blog. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> I, I jumped out of my chair like gorilla rolled, which wasn't the first and only time I did that in the in that you trip. Gorilla rolled. Wow. I took a picture with my phone, like like Peter Parker style. I did not get a picture on my so, phone, and I, I regret I was regretful about that. But. So uh, let's start with the biggest, biggest, the only clone lover. What your reaction to a burning hoodie? 
Um, well, it, it, there was nothing really said, uh, obviously. So I'm I'm kind of, and given I've read I've read Spider Island Part One, and I'm kind of got my own theories on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that there's a possibility that Ben Riley would be back, but I think it may be as a villain. Okay. Stella, thoughts of a burning hoodie? What an odd question. <laughs> and no, George Berryman did not light a light a uh, no, Zippo no. and throw it on the hoodie. <laughs> Stella, what's your thoughts on Ben Ka- or the burning hoodie image? Um, I honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> no, no. Guess. Stella doesn't care. No. <laughs> Don, do you care? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, I think that um. I think that that was like the only thing worth a damn in that spider panel, and I think that well, honestly, the burning hoodie is a tease to like, like they definitely show in one of these images like Spider Woman or somebody wearing the hoodie. Right. It, like once Spider Island is over, they're, they're like never again. They'll burn the hoodie, and that'll be it. It won't be anything significant. Right. Josh, burning spider hoodie thoughts. Well, you know, we know that uh, Carly Cooper is you know Don't has spider has spider powers. I mean. If, if Carly's going to go out and fight a crime, I mean, maybe she'll have to wear, you know, maybe Carly will be the new Scarlet Spider, and, you know, she'll get her own series, The Scarlet Spider, and starring Carly Coop. You're in the face right now. Um, <laughs> you suggested this to me at, at, at lunch. At how, lunch about, after, how about the I, name about Pride. Scarlet Carly? Oh. <laughs> Scarlet Cooper. Scarlet Cooper, there. That's. I'm, I'm imagining like, like like the 1982 cartoon where like she just swings in and it's like. Da, 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 da. You know, they they put Spider-Man and his avenging friend. That was the name of the panel. It should have been Spider-Man with Steve Wacker because that was pretty much the whole panel. It was all the yeah. books that Steve Wacker edits. Um, my serious answer for the spider hoodie, we got we we got an accidental hint of it in the Steve Wacker interview that it might have to do with a miniseries down the line. What I think it'll be is it doesn't sound like they want to bring Ben Riley back, but they'll probably do something like. Like what they did about two years ago with his memory. Like, we might get either, like, a Lost Years type thing or, like, something where, like, Peter finds out something that Ben did years ago where, like, people remember Ben a bit. Like, they, they might play on his memory, but... And then burn his costume for it? And then, and then yeah, and then burn his costume. Yeah, who knows? Like, Would you like somebody to take up the mantle or take up the hoodie? No. Miles Morales. No, Miles Morales is a scarlet. Um, yeah, it sounds like it'll be a miniseries. Um, but like, which they all that they said in the image was 2012. But like, when we asked Steve um during the yet to be released interview, like if it's like if there'll be any miniseries like Osborne or you know, uh, or, you know, spy, or anti venom like they've done in the past, like he said, well, you know, you saw the promo image for 2012, so. Me and Don looked at each other like, hmm. Yeah. Uh, John, thoughts on the spider hurdy burning? Um, I think that whenever the Human Torch was killed, he was actually sent back in time, and he is Ben Riley, and that's why he didn't die in the smokestack at the end of 150. Oh god! Wow, my brain just exploded. Well, they uh, actually tried to, uh, John. It's funny that you mentioned that because that actually was one of the uh, theories on how to end the Clone Saga was do a time loop. Uh, in actuality, I don't, I don't really have a, um, a horse in that race. I'm curious. I, I don't have any fodder from which to speculate. Yeah. Let's talk about the, about the celebs that you guys got to meet. Uh, Stella, you got to interview Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica. I did, yep. Tell me a bit about that. What was that like? Oh, that was my first interview, so that's yeah. probably my poorest, um, I would say, and, it, and it's very nerve-wracking. I mean, you've done this for years, Brad, so you're probably uh-huh. over that, but, you know, well, I... Even I, prepa- I pass out as Katie Sackhoff, I mean... That, yeah, um, so, you know, I prepared my questions the, the, the night before with the help of Josh and, and others kind of coming up with, with good brain teasers, and then you go up there, and it's just kind of like going on stage for me, because I have... Uh, musical theater background and just kind of like switch it on but you're still like your legs are kind of jellyish this may just be me i don't know if anyone else had this and like oh, yeah. you can feel your heart like really pounding you're like wow i hope no one notices the lump coming out of my chest but um <laughs> and then she opens her mouth and says um i wasn't sure if i was playing a hooker or not 
<laughs> no. Wait a minute. No, what is, what is, Katie Sackhoff is promoting, was it the video game? Batman the Spider-Man video one. game? No, the, Batman, the what, next uh, direct-to-video that DC is producing. Okay, what does she play in that? A cop, but she thought it was a hooker yeah. somehow. Because she has an affair with uh, Jim Gordon. Well, he so, technically is. So oh. Katie Sackhoff is a hooker in Batman Year One. Yeah. No, but she thinks she is. <laughs> What, but no, basically, she did it for a paycheck and had no clue what the movie was about except for her lines. Oh, are you kidding me? That's really yeah. That's that's basically oh. what happened. You can check Stella, out check, that, check out the interview. It's online. It's on YouTube. Oh, I haven't seen the interview yet. on the Batman Universe dot net. Hashtag. Yeah, and on badgirltooracle dot net. Yes. And. <laughs> Was she yeah. geek savvy? Did she like know Batman history or anything like that? Or? I didn't really ask her any questions pertinent to that. Um, I don't yes. even know if she had read her. Besides the script, if she read the, um, you know, the oh. the storyline, I have no idea. Um, yeah. Because I tried to, you know, focus on questions that had to do with the movie rather than ask them questions that would make them uncomfortable or you right. know would not go well. She but, yeah, but it, well, that, that would have been awful. But, you know, just, just getting the chance to interview, like, I'm just really thankful that Dustin gave me that opportunity. And meeting people, even more than, like, Katie Sackhoff, like, meeting Lauren Montgomery was a big thing, uh, just because I have a lot of respect for her, and it gave me an opportunity to, to ask about Batgirl Year One. And being within close proximity to someone like Bruce Tim or Andrea Romano, people that you followed their work for so long, it was just so surreal. So I think surreal was was kind of the word of the the week that mm-hmm. we kept using. You know, Don kept saying it was so surreal meeting everyone. You know, everyone is in us. But I told him later on that you know it really became surreal when we were in that Batman Arkham City interview with, and I was you know so close to Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. That's really when it's nice. uh, surreal. I think yeah. And Don, you interviewed Mark Hamill, right? I uh, much to Josh's chagrin. Oh, oh yes. Why? Why? What was wrong? Oh, because Josh is a huge uh, Star Wars mark. Oh, well, that's true. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, what I, was it I like, Don, to interview Luke Skywalker? I, <laughs> I interviewed him, Kevin Conroy, Bruce Tim, and uh, some other people for – mainly – I mean, I interviewed uh, two people that, that you'll see on the crawl space, but uh, most of them were Batman-related. And the first one was Mark Hamill, and like Stella said – your heart's pounding, your knees are shaking, your your palms are sweating, and you really, personally, for me, I don't, I didn't think I was going to be able to, not not do it, but I, I didn't think I was going to pull it off well. So you kind of had to like kind of nut up and just go and go in front of the camera and like be. I think Stella said during the trip, you have to like just kind of be on and be professional, no matter what, like no matter your feelings. So you got to go in front of there. And the best thing about these interviews were that, except for Neil Adams. Everybody I met, whether they were creators or celebrities, were very, very nice and forthcoming. And so Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy looked like – at least they came up to me. They really wanted to talk about their work and really happy to talk about it to me. Like um, I shook their hand. They, they, they were very pleasant. They smiled. Andre Romano was a very, very lovely woman. Um, Bruce Tim was cool. Uh, I got him to sign a book of mine. And um, uh, Steve Rocker was a, was a great guy as well. Like he – I mean, um, he had some contention with some fans of, of Spider-Man, but these guys were really, really nice and just happy to be there. Him, Dan DiDio, so – and that was the same with Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill was great, and he actually uh, took a picture with that Spider-Man crawl space on for his hot nice. days. Now, Josh, you talked to Eric Larson for the we, – talk about what we have coming up for the crawl space for podcasts in the future. We've got uh, Wacker and Wacker interview, right? Yes, which every year, like, the, the, there's, like, reoccurring themes. It's kind of like, you know, with comics where, like, you know, there's tropes and, you know, stuff like that, like, things that you have to play upon. Last year, um, the Joe Kassad interviews, remember, what people don't know is, like, behind the scenes, after I recorded the Joe Kassad interview, my phone promptly deleted it, which made me, like, super panic. And l- luckily, I was able to retrieve it. But this year, you know, we got the Steve Wacker interview. We got all these pictures. I get back to Florida, and... My phone dies, and I'm like, first I'm like, oh, great, I need my phone. Then I'm realizing, oh, no, 
if I replace this phone, the Steve Wacker interview is gone, everything's gone. I was like, no, no, this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable at all. And right. luckily I was able to take luckily I was able to take it to the shop and they fixed it and it broke again a day later, but in between the day later when it broke, I was able to back everything up. Oh, with, good. Like a madman. But I what mean do we, what do we have to look forward to? What's some shows? Um Steve Wacker, which was which was a really fun one. You know, little sound bite like some of them aren't full interviews because people are busy, but there's sound bites from Sarah Ballantyne, who was nineties Mary Jane and Mary Jane Oh nice. Yes, the Mary Jane. I may have, I may have partial amnesia and Anna. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we, we, we talked about that with her um, Jennifer Hale who was Felicia Hardy in the 90s she was also Silver Sable in some Spider-Man video games Mary Jane um, in a Spider-Man video game and she was Mary Jane in Unlimited as well yeah the one um, episode you know like and there's little sound bites from people like you know uh, Rick R- Remember Remender excuse me and I mean, I, I have to go through, because, like, some people, there's, like, you know, little five-minute vignettes, like Jennifer Hale, and then some people with Steve Wacker, there's, like, 40 minutes. Uh, Don has an interview. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I have an interview with Tommy Tallarico, who, if you don't know who that is, um, he's a very big music, uh, video game music composer, and he did the music for this first Spider-Man game for PlayStation, and he is a humongous Spider-Man fan. Nice. And I get into it with the interview. It's, it's pretty cool. And uh, Don just sent me that file. We'll put that up soon. And we'll wrap up the first show with the reporters right about there. We have another hour with them. But before I go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. An example of their great prices is on Amazing Spider-Man number 672. This is the conclusion of Spider-Island, and the description reads, A change is coming, and then it has a big action and big consequences in the book. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com.